You heard me say it, and I believe it wholeheartedly, that if you lead with identity, everything else will follow. But I've had the experience in my work of coming in contact with individuals who want what follows, but aren't willing to lead with identity. It used to bother me and I could not figure out why they did not want to lead with identity. Then it dawned on me that people think that doing identity work means that you're broken. When in fact, it has nothing to do with brokenness and it's not an attempt to fix you. Identity work is about coming in alignment with who you are and not fixing, but honoring who you are and building a brand that is most authentic to who you are. So if you're ready to leave with identity and become a supernormal superstar, visit YourSupernormal.com right now and let's do the work. We have to find ourselves in relationships, find ourselves in situations where we are able to show up as ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because if we're showing up as ourselves, we mm -hmm. also give people the liberty to do the same. Mm -hmm. But it starts with that thing that you said earlier, that self-acceptance. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we really have to search within and be honest with ourselves about what and why, what we're not accepting about ourselves and why we're not accepting that about ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why? And that's a tough question. That why? why? When you add that why element to it, because sometimes we can identify, like, okay, yeah, I'm not accepting myself because I've always thought that I look different than everybody, you know. And I'm like, oh yeah, I, I, I acknowledge it now. But now, ask yourself why. It's that why that starts to lead us on a journey through some places and spaces that we've kind of turned the light off and act as if don't exist anymore. And Go you ahead. know what's crazy about that is that we're going to always find out that even in that kind of scenario, mm -hmm. it's a loop Man. where we don't accept ourselves, yep. but we're going to find out that the reason why we don't accept ourselves is because we accepted somebody else's belief system that about is us. Done that part. We're going to always find that out. That part. And Anytime when we're not okay with ourselves, there's a foreign substance in our belief system. Mm -hmm. There's a foreign substance in our sense of knowing. There's a foreign substance, and usually that, for, that's, that foreign substance comes from people, either family or mm -hmm. either environments that we've been in, or even something somebody just randomly said to us who we don't even know on the Internet. And that foreign substance affects how we connect and interact with everybody. It affects the type of relationships we go after. Because if we, I'm going to tell you now. Hold on, I'm going to mute this mic real quick. Mm -hmm. Y'all didn't hear so it didn't count. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all didn't hear so it didn't count. But listen, it, it, it shows, like, I promise you, we could sit down and we could trace it all the way back to where the foreign object entered. Why did I mute the mic? Yeah, why did you mute the mic, so though? Sorry to say that word. <laughs> Yo, that was so dumb. <laughs> Anyway, but where that foreign object entered, and then every relationship, situationship, whatever type of ship, shit ship, oh, that's another one, whatever type of ship you ended up in, we can trace it right back to that foreign object. Mm -hmm. The MDI 2.0 podcast is powered by Transform You Institute and Supernormal by Michael Andrew. Transform You Institute serves as a financial mindset agency which partners with highly creative professionals 
reminding them how to transform their relationship with money, aka their financial identity, through unlocking and embracing the flow of their internal financial intelligence. For more information, visit www.transformuinstitute.com. Supernormal by Michael Andrew utilizes identity strategy, which sits at the intersection of professional slash business development, branding, and marketing. It provides clients with an identity-focused approach to building their careers and businesses. For more information, visit www.yoursupernormal.com. You are tuned into the MDI 2.0 podcast with Clifton Petty John and Michael Andrew Weston. Sit back, relax, turn the volume all the way up, and enjoy today's episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to MDI 2.0. That's right, MDI 2.0. Many of you are familiar with the Multidimensional Intelligence Podcast, but we are adding a new spin to that entire concept, all right? Let's do our breathing exercises, okay? Take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. One more time. Take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Now, you already know. If you participate in that in that exercise, it means that there is life remaining in your body. Therefore, as long as there's life in your body, purpose remains. Also, what we did was we went to our past and we pulled that energy to the present. We went to our future. We pulled that energy to the present. Now, we are not attempting to make past energy, present energy, nor past energy, future energy, nor future energy, past energy, nor future energy, present energy, nor present energy, past energy, nor present energy, future energy. Woo! But what we're allowing them to do is to unite together and work as one, creating that synergy. And that synergy that we create is us. All right. So listen, I've been talking to you about a surprise. I probably even let the cat out the bag that we have a co-host now. And I'm excited that this is the episode that we are premiering our co-host. So I want you to sit back, relax and enjoy today's episode. So here we are. As I said, we have a new co-host and I'm excited to introduce him to you. Matter of fact, I'm not introducing him to you. I'm going to allow him to introduce himself to you. So I'm going to turn it over to him right now. Hello, I'm Michael Andrew Weston. So glad to be on, coming on as the co-host of MDI 2.0. I'm an identity strategist. My business is super normal. We'll talk about that more um, as we go through the episode. I am excited to be on with this guy here. Um, Why wouldn't he be? I, I'm excited to be here on with this guy, but be cool. Um, because because we've had the pleasure of having the conversations that we're going to have here on a one-on-one basis for maybe over a year or two now, and his phone is not on silent. And he's still making noises while we're on the podcast and he's checking his phone as we speak, but I'm really excited to be on with him and for us to have these conversations, engage conversations that we've been engaging for all these years now in front of you. 
And so um, our dynamic is a little different. Um, I enjoyed your podcast uh, before I came on, mm-hmm. but I'm so glad to improve the quality of it because I'm Wow. Here. Isn't wow. that interesting? Isn't wow. that interesting? <laughs> well, here's what I'm going to say. He's absolutely right. He's, this is going to improve the quality of the podcast because now we have multiple opinions, multiple thoughts, multiple point of views. Yes. Because we know we mainly are, mine is going to be right. Anyway, we know that yes. we are multi-dimensional individuals, but when we add other dimensions to this concept, it's just going to be crazy, yo. And you're going to see, you're going to see when we agree, you're going to see when we disagree. I'm probably a little more serious than him. I mean, that's the reality of it. I'm probably the serious friend in this situation. And you're going to see that play out on the podcast as well. Okay? They're going to see that live play out very well. Yeah, because you're not the serious one. You play all day long, actually. You play all now, day long. Anyway, in, anyway. You guys know me. We have got to get to the okay. actual topic. We're going to get to the no, topic. Th- these guys have seen you. They don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get to the actual topic, but I'm... I want to hear from you guys. How many of you feel that I play too much? Can I go get my water? Sure, go get your water. See, he's not even prepared. He was talking about my phone ringing. Well, I was he prepared. didn't even bring his water. Actually, you wouldn't have had water without me. But my water is up here as well. All yeah, right? Because I was getting the production so, together. So what we're going to do, before we can get to the subject, we're going to have to pause here because we're waiting for him to get his water. But while we're pausing, I want to encourage you to encourage your friends, your family, those you know, those you work with, clients, to subscribe to our podcast, y'all. We're going to play a lot. We're going to have some serious topics. Matter of fact, we're going to play through some serious topics. But I promise you, we're going to drop some gems. We're going to drop some bars. No, we're not dropping any gems or any bars. No gems and bars. <laughs> we're dropping gems and bars all day. Do you hear me? No gems Oh, bars. gems, gems, bars, and nuggets, y'all. I'm telling you, you're going to leave here with a bunch of gems, yeah, bars, yeah. and nuggets. What is that? Oh, you don't like almonds, do you? No, I, I don't eat on the podcast. I feel that's very unprofessional. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. All right. So, well, again, day one, and he's already being unprofessional. So, let's get to the topic. What's mm-hmm. the topic for today, Michael? We're talking about acceptance. Well, let's do it this way. Tolerance versus acceptance. Tolerance versus acceptance. Why do you feel that's an important topic for us to talk about? Well, because you're a monk, and... We're recording this in your month. Um, and yeah, but I didn't change my logo to celebrate this month. How about that? Keep going. Yeah, because I'm an ally and you're one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you're one of them. <laughs> We're getting into the subject already. Mm. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I think it's important, though, because a lot of times I'm still chewing my candy. Because a lot of times people are, you know, in situations where they're in an environment that are simply tolerating them. And you know there's this distance between you and the people, you and the place. And a lot of times you're like, what is that thing? Like, they they love me. They care about me. They show up for me. They allow me to do what I do and be who I am. But then there's this thing. And I think if we can have a conversation about what tolerance actually looks like and what acceptance actually looks like, I think it will help people who are watching us to really understand what that thing is, that thing they're feeling in the middle of their chest. Like, uh, it doesn't quite feel right. And hoping hoping that they will learn to trust their own internal knowing. And I think that it also helped those that are out there that are, that are in situations where you feel you're put in the position to have to accept or have to tolerate. That's and, good. 
You know what I'm saying? I think That's this good. will help that that this conversation will help with that as well because I think both sides are coming in it not knowing something. Yes. Yeah. And both sides feel like, well, now I feel obligated. Yes, sir. Yes, to sir. do this. I feel I and on from the side we were just talking about, the the being accepted or being tolerated side, sometimes you I guess you get this whole idea of well at least they are accepting of this or they at least they are tolerating me yeah. so i have to be acceptable accepted i have to accept that because there's some people that don't have it as good as i have but i think that points to a good point is are you accepting or tolerating their treatment of you and check this out are you accepting or tolerating yourself that's good that's good, but I and I think so. I'll say this: Remember, you and I were talking the other week, and I was telling you about um, like me, like accepting punishment because even punishment mm-hmm. felt like love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we think about. I, I I'll use the the whole model of like my mom, my mom never did this and never said this, but I've heard some parents say to their children, "I whoop you because I love you." My mom did. No, okay. Mom. I was say. I was say. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, as much as, anyway, anyway, but, um, you know, that whole thing, I, I whoop you because I love you thing, it's, we're, we're taught, and even I'll just say from the context that you and I come from, we come from abusive church environments in certain instances, and so, you know, we teach, we, we teach, we're taught that this abuse that they're inflicting mm-hmm. is love, mm-hmm. this abuse they're inflicting is so that will be, but also they use our behaviors to leverage it, right? But something in us tells us, oh, they're giving me the attention. Therefore, I'm accepted. And actually, I'm giving you attention because we're tolerating you. And I'll I'll go a little bit later about a story where I was literally told that I was being tolerated. Yeah, yeah, because that that hits deep there. And but but, you know, from from the whole Christian perspective, that doesn't God chastise those who he loves? Well. That he loves, he also chases, right? Yeah. That's what the scripture mm-hmm. does say, right? Mm-hmm. But does he abuse them? Because what does chasing mean, actually? I go. mean, we can go into that. Because yeah. to chase it, I can, I can, you know, my niece, for instance, I'll use my seven-year-old niece, for example. You know, she does some stuff sometimes. I'm like, what are you doing? I was, mm-hmm. and, I, and I don't, I'm, I'm not the whooping uncle. I'm not the yelling uncle. I've never been that guy. And so, oh, yeah. oh wow. Um, <laughs> wow. But, you know, but. I do correct her, mm-hmm. you know, and she knows when I'm serious and I go, hey, now she's been corrected. Mm-hmm. Did I abuse her in the process? No. Mm-hmm. Do I love her any less or tell her if she doesn't do what I want her to do, I love her any less or treat her differently mm-hmm. because she doesn't do what I want? No. No. And, and I, I think that is the whole thing. I mean, at this point in my life, it's just like, you know, throw the whole thing away. You know, with the, yeah. the the Christian narrative, I mean, and not necessarily God or even the Bible. It's just the whole Christian narrative that we've drawn in the Western yeah. world. Like, throw it all away because what does that shit mean? Right. Oh, yes, loving it because I I'm glad he said that word that you will never hear me say on this podcast because <laughs> unlike him, I don't curse. Okay, <laughs> I'm lying, but I here's mean, what I'm he lying lying. <laughs> Here's what we're getting ready to to introduce to you over the next couple of months. Uh, because 
Michael has such a potty mouth, okay? And I do not. Um, we're going to... We need to start one for lying, too. No, let's not do that. <laughs> we're going to start one for let's lying. Because let me tell you something. No, no, no. Let me let, tell you something. Go let's ahead. not and say we did, okay? Let's let and say we did. <laughs> go ahead. So what we're going to do is we're going to implement a lying jar. Well, it's kind of a... Not a lying jar. A, uh, see? <laughs> a, a swear jar. A swear jar. But it's, we got a little spin on it. We have a little spin on it. You can either put a dollar in the swear jar, or you take a shot. We're going to have some drinks up here. You take a shot. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm not putting a dollar in there. If Michael provokes me to cuss, because that has happened before. And I'm if Quincy provokes me a lie, because it's happened before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a drink, okay? So it's, it's going to be fun. That's going to be a fun spin on the show, all right? And I have to be careful, because, yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, okay. I, never mind. We'll keep yeah, going. Let's keep going. We, we'll keep going on that. Um, but the whole tolerance thing, I believe a lot of people have become so conditioned for tolerance that they don't even view acceptance as acceptance. They view yeah. tolerance as acceptance. And I think, too, when people are actually accepted, and I'm, I'm speaking for myself, and I think other people can identify with this, that sometimes they get in that mentality of what's the catch? Yeah, right, what, what's is. coming behind there this, you know, is. and um, it's, it's very interesting because I've been in many scenarios where I was, you know, super helpful, super um, giving. I showed up for people, places, and things. And in those environments, anybody on looking would say, Oh, look, he's a part of this environment, but on the back end of it, I'm not quite involved, I'm not quite connected. There's conversations happening that they don't know about that I'm being made mm-hmm. privy to, mm-hmm. and that in and of itself, tells me that there is that tolerance going on. Mm -hmm. And what I learned about it is that people were tolerating me because of what I brought to the table, table. what I could do for them, what I could do for their brand, do for their whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. for their lives. And so really getting to a place where you have to evaluate um, who am I being, Mm -hmm. who am I being, but also here's the other part, what am I receiving? But if you have a receiving problem, like you've talked about, Mm -hmm. if you have a receiving problem, then it's kind of hard to assess whether or not, and I'm, you know, and I told you that I'm, I spent the majority of my life giving to people, not really considering what they were giving, whether they were giving, whether they felt the same way about me, whether they were doing, showing up the same way for me. And I think that is a big thing that we really have to look at. You know, I'll go back to the story. I won't go into it right now in full detail, but when we were in Dallas mm-hmm. and, um, and our, our, our mutual friend, uh, Jeremy. Shout he, out to Jeremy. Uh, he he says to me, you know, he basically lets me know that he's like, you're single-handedly the person I trust most in the world. Mm-hmm. He tells me, he expresses to me how much he cares for me. This is somebody who I felt very deeply for, cared for, loved, have, you know, just wanted their best for 10 plus years. But I never evaluated where he was with me because it never really mattered to me, which is on one end beautiful. It's beautiful that it didn't matter to me. But on the other end, that moment really caused me to look at something that, I'm always showing up, giving to people, being to people, being for people, but never taking into consideration who are they being to me. Mm. And I'll take it a step further. Who you're being to you. Because sometimes you're we're so busy. Go there. You know I'm always going to go there. <laughs> because sometimes we get so caught up in it that we forget who we need to be to ourselves. And then when we look at it, 
we don't give people the space to be anything to us because we haven't been anything to, to ourselves. To ourselves. <laughs> and um, I, I'm laughing. I want to share a story about tolerance. Um, I'm in a space in my life where I made it hard for people not to accept me. And the reason why I made it hard for them not to accept me is because I did I wasn't being myself. Like I would tone it down. I wouldn't bring certain people around. I would do all of those different things. And I came face to face with the reality of I'm not even giving them the opportunity to accept me because I fear that they might reject me. And see, and you know I talk about that. <laughs> I talk yeah. about that vulnerability thing. Yeah, yeah. I talk about that vulnerability thing because a lot of times you talk about transparency and I, mm-hmm. and I say all the time that that we are all reflections of one another, so all of us are transparent. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I don't even get into the conversation conversation of transparency, but I do get in the conversation of vulnerability mm-hmm. because what vulnerability does, it puts you in a position to both expose and be exposed. Man. It sets you up to hurt and to be hurt. It sets you up to disappoint and be disappointed mm-hmm. and to be present to experience it all. Because I will say for me, I would a lot of times get into space where I would um I would like know that I need to disconnect people or know I needed to disappoint people in certain ways mm-hmm. and I would disappoint them and then run. Then run, yeah. You know, throw the rock eye at your hand kind yeah. of deal. Because I didn't want to not because I'm a bad person or an evil person, it's because I didn't want to be present to the experience that disappointment, because that's a level of vulnerability mm-hmm. that I had not come become comfortable with. But it was because I had not yet accepted myself and I was tolerating myself. And so I looked at myself as a bad person for staying and being present for that. And I eased my guilt. I eased, you know, and I, you know, distracted myself from the conversation uh, that, you know, you're only tolerating yourself. You're not accepting yourself by hiding. Yeah. Yeah. Because now I'm numb to the experience because I'm not there. And, and, and you know, yeah, the story that yeah. I recently had a situation like that earlier this year and I had to call the person back who I, you know, disappointed and walked away from. And I said, hey, we're going to go to brunch and I'm going to sit there and let you let you be disappointed and watch you be disappointed. Yeah, because I realize uh, with me, there's a certain space of vulnerability that I never had allowed myself to sit in. Yeah, because I'm running Um, for the younger generation. The song says he's a she's a runner. She's a track star. That's that one. And for my generation. I'm 42 before he starts his nonsense. For my generation, there was a movie called The Fugitive. And this man spends his whole life now, on what the you, run. What, now, was that in black and white? Was that was that a silent film? Okay. I think it was. So, <laughs> yes. Swear jar. I can't wait. Jar. I can't wait that's, till we, that's till for we me. move in there. That one was for me. Okay. Uh, anyway. But he spent his whole life running. And that was me. When things got too emotionally involved, um, when it looked like it was something that represented stability that I didn't want to be locked into, I ran. I just would always run. I'd allow you to be vulnerable to me, but you're not going to see that space of my life yeah. with me. No, yeah. You're not going to see that. Uh, and the imbalance in that, that them being vulnerable with you, but you not being equally vulnerable, is so that you can have a leg up. Mm-hmm. So that you can feel like mm-hmm. the authority in it because mm-hmm. you haven't truly accepted yourself. And, and and listen, what he just said, we don't see it as that, right? Because what we see it as, I'm that space for you. I'm here for you. 
And I remember um, when I was going through my divorce, one of the things that the person I was married to at once said was, huh? I don't even know you. Dude, really, really, dude. I did not know you, you was married. You didn't know I was married before, dude. You was married? Wow, yeah. where Do is y'all she? see what I'm talking about? Where, you see where, how where I'm being she? very serious? Where, where is right? she? <laughs> Do y'all see how I'm being serious right now? Do you see what he's doing? Do y'all see what I mean? This is what I was talking about, but he said I play all day, right? Yeah. That's what he said. All right, I'll just publish our Instagram uh, d- DMs uh, online. It's fine. I know what to do. <laughs> but we were having a conversation, and he said at that moment, um, mm. he was like, I don't even know you. Mm. You never gave me an mm. opportunity to know you. Mm. I'm, no, I'm listening. Okay, keep, keep going. <laughs> keep going. And I was like, this dude is, is is exaggerating because how can he not know me? He's lived with me all these years. We've had so many conversations, but it wasn't until a situationship that I was in that I realized like how much I am great at sharing a lot, but not sharing myself. Michael Weston 101. Yeah. Michael I, Andrew I, Weston 101. Man. And it it really was like a one of them Oprah aha uh-huh moments for me because it was like, yo, dude was right. Like I don't share myself. I don't allow myself yeah. to to be vulnerable and I don't allow people that access to me. And can I be honest with you, my movements, I connect with people that I know that that won't matter to. Because there's probably people who themselves have not accepted have not accepted themselves. There it is. So we can. That's how we 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 connect based off of our trauma. And so we live in in uh, deception together. This, we listen. We live in deception together, and it becomes us against the world. Mm. Because anybody that causes us to face that trauma in our life now becomes an enemy to us, and we can only. Get along when we have a, a same enemy. When we have a, com- a, a common, common enemy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he's a wordsmith. Sometimes my words get tied up. Like, and I do want to say this for future episodes: make sure that you have your thesaurus. I think they already have it out because they've been watching already. Okay, I was very sad. <laughs> they already because, have it yeah, because he's, he's because ready. they've been watching multidimensional intelligence. No, 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 for all this time. No, I'm sure. I, let me tell you something. What is, that word, videos, what is that word you use this morning? That I'm sitting there like, <laughs> what, bro? That, what is that word that you use this morning? What is the word? What is that word that you use the entire accelerator? What is that word you use your entire podcast? <laughs> Dude, what? I'm just saying. Yeah, you, we, so I have a anyway, reason. get them out. Have Siri available. Bigsby available. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the one? Um, I can't cuss. Alexa available. I can't cuss. So anyway. Um, can't cuss. You already cuss. Once. But anyway, so going back to that whole thing that you're talking about, though, seriously, about, you know, when we get in that place where we people don't have an experience with us truly, you know, I have to go to a scenario where um, a close family member and I, didn't talk for some years. Mm-hmm. Um, the last conversation we had, I said to them, and, and th- I didn't I didn't know how big a fact this played, but I said to them, the problem is you think you know me and you don't. Mm. And when we finally talked about three years later, they said to me, that was the thing that hurt me. The thing that hurt me is that you said, and I said to them, I apologize, not for what I said, because it's true. 
I apologize for giving it to you. I said, because how could you know who I was when I wasn't, when giving, I wasn't it giving it to you? Giving it to you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. And, and I think that Ooh. that is a thing is that Ooh. sometimes we are, oh, they don't know who I am. They don't know who I am. They don't treat me. Well, how can they? Because you haven't accepted yourself. And when you don't accept yourself, you don't show up as yourself. And when you don't show up as yourself, guess what? Then you find yourself in a place where there's this dissonance between people and, with you and people you love. Well, then see, now we have to go look at the divorce rate. And, and I am a relationship expert. <laughs> <laughs> No, but seriously, we always talk about the number one key to a relationship is communication. Mm -hmm. But what if we're communicating with individuals that we presented to each other that aren't us? To me, the biggest key to a relationship is showing up as yourself, whatever that looks like, even in that moment. Whatever that looks like. Yeah, like that freedom to show up as yourself. Then can we communicate? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's that. That's the key for anything, mm-hmm. any and everything. Are you showing up as the most authentic version of yourself? Um, and I think a lot of times we get in spaces where we feel the need to perform. You know, I talked this uh, weekend or the accelerator. I talked about um, you know that professional identity and mm-hmm. the need to show up professionally. Yeah. But I believe it is more important for you to show up authentically because you're going to put on that professional thing, but at a certain point, it's going to unravel. Oh, absolutely. It's going to unravel, Absolutely. and they're going to see who you really are. Now, that can go one of two ways, or one of millions of ways, actually. They can go many ways. But the truth of the matter is, if you show up in the truth of who you are, you can tell all the right things on your resume, all the oh, true yeah. things on your resume, and show up. Mm-hmm. And if what's on your resume doesn't match the experience they're having, they won't hire you. And if they do hire you, eventually they're going to find out who you are. And that's what happens in relationships of any mm-hmm. kind, is that you give them this resume. You show up as this person. You tell them all these things about your history and about your past and who you've been and how you've been and what you've done. Mm-hmm. But if the experience they're having with you does not match it, Man. then you, you get what I'm saying? Absolutely. Then, and so I think that's the thing is we have to find ourselves in relationships, find ourselves in situations where we are able to show up as ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because if we're showing up as ourselves, we mm-hmm. also give people the liberty to do the same. Mm-hmm. But it starts with that thing that you said earlier, that self-acceptance. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we really have to search within and be honest with ourselves about what and why, what we're not accepting about ourselves and why we're not accepting that about ourselves. Yeah. 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 Why? And that's a tough question. That why? why when you add that why element to it, because sometimes we can identify like, okay, yeah, I'm not accepting myself because I've always thought that I look different than everybody. You know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I, I acknowledge it now. But now ask yourself why. It's that why that starts to lead us on a journey through some places and spaces that we've kind of turned the light off and act as if don't exist anymore. And Go you ahead. know what's crazy about that is that we're going to always find out that even in that kind of scenario, mm-hmm. it's a loop mm-hmm. where we don't accept ourselves. But we're going to find out that the reason why we don't accept ourselves is because we accepted somebody else's belief system there about it is, us. Done that part. We're going to always find that out. That part. And anytime when we're not okay with ourselves, there's a foreign substance in our belief system. There's a foreign substance in our sense of knowing. There's a foreign substance. And usually that, that, that foreign substance comes from people, either family or either environments that we've been in, or even something somebody just randomly said to us who we don't even know on the internet. And that foreign substance affects 
how we connect and interact with everybody. It affects the type of relationships we go after. Because if we, I'm going to tell you now. Hold on, I'm going to mute this mic real quick. Mm-hmm. Y'all didn't hear so it didn't count. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all didn't hear so it didn't count. But listen, it, it, it shows, like, I promise you, we could sit down and we could trace it all the way back to where the foreign object entered. Why did I tell you to mute the mic? Yeah, why did you mute the mic, though? <laughs> so I can no. say that word. <laughs> Yo, that was so dumb. <laughs> but anyway, continue. But where that foreign object entered, and then every relationship, situationship, whatever type of ship, shit ship, oh, that's another one. Whatever type of ship you ended up in, we can trace it right back to that foreign object. Mm-hmm. Keep talking. Because that foreign object has made you feel less than, not enough, not worthy of. So now because you feel like that, you find yourself, what in the Clifton Petty John is going on here? You find yourself. I'm getting the pen so I can keep scoring. <laughs> No, I'm talking about me as I'm talking. Oh, I'm talking about, about myself. No, I'm talking about myself. You find yourself in these type of situations that honestly, at your core, you never would have been in. Yeah. And I want I want y'all to understand, I'm not even talking about the person because sometimes we get so caught up in, you right, I never would have been with them. Nope. You're talking about yourself too. The situation with yourself. With yourself. You would have never been in that type of a situation. But that foreign object entered, and you now uh, equate that foreign object as a dimension of who you are. That's just me. You identify with it. Yes. That's just me. You either accept me or don't accept me. See, because I'm a Capricorn. And such and such and such and such. Like, we can find ways we love to, to identify line that with up. stuff. We yes. love to identify with yes. stuff. And to make excuses for our mm-hmm. behaviors. You have two points. I have one. Um, that's drinking points. We need, but, you know, we need to have another section, too. The provoking points. No. The provoking No, no, no. Section. You have two points. Because. And I just need to get my, my scoreboard out. So, anyway. But, yeah. Like, no, seriously. Mm-hmm. Seriously. That, that identifying with things that are not you. Yeah. It, it's so huge. And we do it often. And. Hmm. What's crazy is I'm I'm, I'm not going to go too far down that, and I'm just say this: that the moment that you decide that you're no longer going to define or show up as anybody who is not you, and you start consciously doing that, is going to start shifting. Uh, it's going to start shifting uh, dynamics with people. But Michael, I don't even know who I am. I don't even know who I am anymore. What do I do? Okay, be <laughs> be what? Be aggressive. Be be aggressive. That's who you are. <laughs> right? I, I think, yeah. you know, I always say that who you are will inform you. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we are afraid to leave ourselves to ourselves. Yeah. Because in leaving ourselves to ourselves, we don't know. Mm. Okay. But okay. here's the thing. You don't know. Mm-hmm. We go, I don't know. No, you don't know. So since mm-hmm. you don't know, relax. Let go Chill. of the need to know. Because you know what I say about this. Who you are will inform you. Mm-hmm. Who you are will mm-hmm. inform you. And I think that's just a, the a most amazing thing is that at any given moment, you'll know how to respond if yeah. you chill. Yeah. If you chill. Chill and trust yourself. Like, yeah. That, that's, the, that's the key thing is that you learn how to chill and trust yourself. Stop looking on social media for some quote or concept or video that you can use to define who you are. 
and just embrace who you are. Yeah. You know, sometimes yeah. we'll, I, and I've been in it. I went back, um, I had a conversation with somebody and I went through this breakup. And when I went through the breakup, I was looking. You no well, when, when you when clearly. you said no when you said it though your eyes got a little glassy, and I I felt like you were okay you were sad. Bro. Okay, first okay. of all, all right. he knows that that's not true because he knows my whole philosophy on relationships, and we can have a whole nother bro. show about that, bro. That that's that's trauma. That is not I'm not <laughs> trauma responding. Maybe a few years ago I was. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going through this breakup and I started looking at what I posted during that time. I started looking at, y'all know I love Adele, okay? But there's certain mm-hmm. times of the month, year, that I just can't listen to Adele. I can listen to the new stuff, but the stuff that I really like, 19, 21, 25, I can't listen to those. Because if I listen to those, I'll be right back in that space. That's the same thing when it's like we like to identify with stuff. Instead of going within, we're just going to go out with somebody. Oh, they, they wrote those lyrics. It was as if they were writing that just for me. But you have to understand they weren't. If you go looking for it, you'll find it. You'll find it. You'll I've, find had, it. I've had scenarios where, you know, a person will go to your phone mm-hmm. and what they're looking for, they find. Mm-hmm. But if they knew the truth, yeah. About it, if I felt personally, if I felt the need to explain it, because I'm Which just not, not, I'm not going to. First of all, I'm not going to effing explain it. I'm not even going to that. Going you heard that? I said effing explain No, it. no, that, that's an insinuation. No. That's a half a point. That's no. got to be a half a no, point. No, I can say effing. You probably said heck at some point. I have not. I When I cussed, I cussed. I'm going to give you that half point since you, since you picked it up. Whoever smelt the Delta. Um. Oh, now that's a whole point. That was pro- I was provoked. <laughs> it doesn't matter how it happened. Um, but my point is, my point is, you know, they go to the phone and they find what they're looking for mm-hmm. because their mind was intent on finding that. Mm-hmm. Now I can tell you, hey, this is what what this actually is, and this is what this actually means. However, you found what you were looking for, yeah. and who am I to ship your reality? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Who am I to shift your reality? And so, you know what I've been saying to people when they give their opinions, thoughts, whatever, even if I don't agree with it, I've been telling them, you're right. You're right. You're right. And I think that is key to getting on that journey to self-acceptance and just okay. acceptance at large okay. is getting to a point where you're like, you're right. I can't do anything. You say a lot of stuff about me that I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you do. You say Hold up, wait. Hold up. What did I... What name one thing I've said about like you? Like I play more than you. I don't agree with that. Michael. However, however, okay, now, let, however, let's... however, you're right. <laughs> First of all, let, let's be honest about that. Okay. Six days out of the week, you play more than me. And then I just pick a whole day and I just play that whole day. Is that how it goes? I'm really concerned about your mental health. I'm really concerned. Maybe you should go. Maybe you should go back into coaching. Oh, but first ooh. you should probably go through a coaching program. First of all, first of all, you probably you, go through a coaching program uh, like where somebody coaches you. Ooh, you try then, to you try to stab me right in my chest. Ooh, ooh. See, it be it be the ones. See, this is why I don't do that vulnerable stuff. This is why I don't do it. Right here is why I don't do it. Do you see how he just used that against me? Hello. <laughs> but. 
No, no, but seriously, yeah, the, seriously, you know, but I don't care what a person says to me about me. Yeah. Here's the beauty of acceptance. Here's the beauty of acceptance. It's not just about like you accepting characteristics about me. You accepting that I'm gay. You accepting that I'm short. You accepting Ooh, that I'm skinny. Oh. You accepting that I'm whatever. I'm talking about you. No, I was gonna say I know you didn't use that word on this podcast. Gay. Yeah. Ooh, no. If we rewind to What Now podcast <laughs> for the month of June That's one year. That's the past. That's the past. For, for the month of June, every episode had a rainbow front and center. Not a rainbow. It's just, it's just there. Just there. Just, hey, you know. So, I don't even know why you even said anyway. But my point is, yeah. I don't care what a per The beauty, beauty of acceptance is that I don't care. It's not about those things. I'm accepting the reality of what is. Right. Correct. I'm accepting truth. Mm-hmm. And when I get to mm-hmm. a point where I accept truth and I accept the reality of what is, it changes my experience with everything. So I can accept that you you perceive me in a way that I don't perceive myself. Right. Because what you think of me, how you perceive me, doesn't have, doesn't have any implication on who I am. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of it. And once we get out of the minutia of trying to be accepted, mm-hmm. Or trying to figure out if we're accepted. And we learn to accept that this is the experience I'm having with them. I don't have to attach meaning to it. I don't have to give it a definition. I can just show up in it and let them be who they are to me. Right. And I can decide who I want to be to them. I think you just hit it, though. That, that I think you really just hit hit it right there in the core. The relationship between truth and acceptance. And I think that a lot of times we're in spaces where we're not accepted because truth isn't present yeah. and we're upset that we're not accepted, but we have to step back from the situation and assess it and say, is truth even allowed in this it's, environment? Is truth allowed? And we're going to find out in a lot of cases that it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. And the reason why is because truth is not a respecter person. Yeah. If I start telling the truth, truth is light, and it starts to illuminate everything. It starts to illuminate everything. This is why people try to shut you down. This is why people try to silence you. This is why people try to get you not to be exactly who it is that you are or tell the truth about you know where you've been or where you are because they know that the moment that I'm in proximity to you, that light's going to shine on me, and I'm going to be seen. And I, I guess this is a good way for me to segue into that story that I was talking about at the beginning mm-hmm. where I had a, a um, very close family member who, just for a point of reference, uh, many years ago, I made a decision to leave my hometown, leave a marriage, leave a position at a church. Just, you know, I really just, you know, got out of Dodge. And it wasn't a popular situation. And what do you say? You say something about pulpit? You forgot? I think this is a step back. You're going back oh, to, the, to the pulpit. You're right. Because this is holy ground right hey, now. You're right. But it has no implications of who I am. <laughs> but but, but um, because of that, I hadn't really been around the majority of my family for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that time, an uh, uncle of mine passed, and we got to a space where, you know, we hadn't really talked, we weren't really communicating. And so when the death happens, it has a way of bringing people together. Mm -hmm. And so for the first time in many years, I was around everybody, everybody, everybody. 
And um, I got into a situation. I won't go into the details of the situation, but we got to a point. I got to a point where I was in a full blown argument with this close family member. And um, for reference, we were all staying in the same place. We were all staying in the same house. And, of course, because I've been away, I'm kind of black sheeped in a sense. I'm not saying that from a victimized standpoint. I'm just saying, you right. know, I was black sheeped. I was Pretty like, victim, I, right. was the, I was the sore thumb in the room or the, the pink elephant in the room. Yeah. You know. So, anyway, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, but my point is, I got, we got, we got there and we got to this argument and in the argument, person said to me, we're all here and we're tolerating you. Mm. Literally said, we're tolerating you. And in that moment, I said, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for telling me where you are with me because now I know where to be with you. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I felt a peace I had not felt for years because all the things that I ever feared I was faced with and in that moment even though that hurt me probably deeper than anything has ever hurt me I had a peace come over me that said Mike accept that because mm. even in that moment to realize that I was being rejected and tolerated I came to a place of acceptance with myself it changed how I navigated the space mm. changed how I interacted with it and the reason why now things are much better with these people who I was disconnected from is because I leaned into acceptance and in me showing up in the acceptance of myself, of my circumstance of where I am and even of the circumstance at large, it started to shift the dynamic. The conversation was no longer about you hurt me or is it is what it is. And not from a resignation standpoint, uh, just from a standpoint of it is what it is. That's the truth of the matter. It is what it is. But I like what you said about that situation because you made you, in turn made that situation about you and you accepted you. Many of us are running from those type of situations and don't realize that we're actually running from the acceptance of ourselves. Yes, sir. Sometimes we need those type of environments. As we said, when truth shows up, it shines light on everything. everything. It shines light on everything. So it's bigger than us. It's bigger than them accepting us. This is about us accepting ourselves. Yes, sir. And showing up as ourselves, regardless of who accepts us, but also created, creating the environment that the light shines so bright that everybody can begin to accept themselves. And even if they're, them accepting themselves means they don't accept you, you begin to be okay with that because you accept you. And 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 here here's this other part. I mean, I need to say this. But why would you even want to be accepted in an environment that is counterproductive to who you are? That right there. Like, why would I want to be accepted in an environment that's proven that who I am, that there's no is, space for? That is. And that's a question we really need to ask ourselves. Really, if you're in that space where you're feeling tolerated and you just want to be accepted and you, I know how great of a person I am, if they could just see it, <laughs> ask yourself, why is that so important to you? Proving. Yep. Proving. Yep. If you find yourself in that proving energy, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you automatically know that there is some resistance happening probably internally, internally. first. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. some re- resistance happening internally mm-hmm. going, I don't really accept me. Because yep. what does self-acceptance look like? It mm-hmm. is what it is. It is what it is. That doesn't mean you resign to, it's always going to be this way. Mm-hmm. But right now, in this moment, you talk, you did the breathing exercise mm-hmm. at the beginning in the intro. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. What are you doing? Yep. You're aligning yourself with the yep. present moment saying, yep. this is what it is. Yep. Because then you can make a decision about what comes next if you accept what's now. If you accept what's now. And that if you accept what's now, that's the key right there. Many of us don't want to accept what's now. Yeah. Because we're trying to recreate what we believe was. We're trying to recreate what we believe was. But if truth was never the light in that what was, was it actually what it was? Was it ever what it was? And that's the thing is that I think sometimes we're afraid of the truth. Yeah. Because the truth will often reveal that we were deceiving ourselves. Which we already internally know. Yep. But us keep when we keep returning to those same environments, what we're doing is attempting to pile stuff on top of that voice that's saying, now you already know. You already know. Because if I can bury it enough, I can silence it enough through this entire process. Because I'm really internally trying to prove myself wrong, even though I know what, that I'm right. Because the benefit that we get out of being wrong is being accepted by people. By people. Because I'm willing to sacrifice myself for them. And that goes back to that conversation about internal validation. Absolutely. That internal validation comes from a place where you're so adamant, you're so dedicated to truth that it doesn't matter what the truth is. It matters that I have because truth gives you the raw materials to build an authentic life. That's a good thing. What did I just say? Right there. I'm gonna write that down. Truth. I'm write another point next week. Truth. <laughs> I'm write it up. Uh-huh. What did I say? Truth mm-hmm. gives you gives you the um, raw material. The raw material. Ooh, wow. This is not that podcast. Give <laughs> you the raw material. To build build an authentic life. An authentic life. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you are. You use all my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you are. You use all my stuff. <laughs> but think about what he just said. It gives you that raw material. And I'm going to tell you, um, I watched the, Remember the video I sent you? People that were overseas. Mm-hmm. And they were building like these forts and Dude, stuff. Let me tell you something. That is yeah. in freaking insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's so dope. Like you know what that? they build. That's it. Freaking. Yeah. Again, that should be a half a corner. No, no, no. No. That's, <laughs> Wait, that, no. This, is, this is trash, y'all. This is trash. Cause we're gonna turn this camera off. Freaking is not gonna be used. What? We're we are rewarding my conscientiousness. Freaking. Continue. Anyway. That was so cool. So they're over in this. I don't even know where they were. I don't need. But they were building. I don't even know what you were like a whole ecosystem. Actually, they really were building these this entire ecosystem out of clay. What else they have? Bamboo. Bamboo. Um, string because they're tying everything together. 
all raw materials. Now, in our country, we would look at that as, why are they going through all of that work? We have all these machines and materials and things that have helped the process come along a lot or go along quicker. So why are they doing it this way? When we avoid truth, that's the same thing we're doing. We don't want to gather yes, the raw materials. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We want the materials that make it easy. But the reality is sometimes truth, truth is not easy. When that light is shined and we see all the events that, collect, um, that connect and line up, yo, that's not easy at all. See, and let, let, let's go beyond easy but and say, we want it easy, mm -hmm. but a lot of times what is easy is not sustainable. It's not sustainable. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not sustainable. They were taking natural resources mm. to build something that will last. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when you don't build authentically from raw material of truth, the raw material of truth of who yeah. you are, yeah. you're building something that's not sustainable. That's why every few years you got to refocus and figure re out who you are again. Re-up. Yep. You got to re-up again. You have to re-up again. You have to go have the foundation check. You have to go do all of those things because we were trying to do it quicker yeah and not really enjoy the process of it or sit with it. we weren't trying to sit with it and see okay let Ooh. me sit with this thing because in me sitting with it i can connect some things together we're trying not to connect nothing together because we just want again we just want to be accepted yes sir yes sir we want to be accepted yeah, I, you just tapped onto something, and sometimes mm -hmm. it's not as easy as it could be because we're not bringing all of who we are to the table. No, no, no. Let me put it this way. There was two guys building that. Yep. Two guys. Mm -hmm. It took them 100 days 100 to build days. it. 100 days. It 100 days to build it, the two of them. If they would have had more manpower, it would have been quicker and mm -hmm. easier. Easier. Mm -hmm. Here's the point. Sometimes, let's go to the multidimensional mm -hmm. part of who we are. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, if we would bring all of who, all we, are, who we are, all those dimensions of who we are to the table, it becomes easier. The reason why a lot of times it's difficult is because we're not bringing all of who we are to the table. And so it feels like hard work. Mm -hmm. But the thing that I've learned is that the more that I've learned to accept who and what I am, mm -hmm. where I am in my life, I'm bringing more of who I am to the table. Mm -hmm. And every single day, it gets easier. And listen. Because now I have more manpower to to build this thing. Man, listen. and I'm telling you, like you said, it was two of them. We I are watch so good. Them. We are so good. Oh, we're so good. we are. Oh. Mark that down. Mark yeah, that down. Mark that down. Mark that down. Wow. Mark that down. Man, five shots. But as you said, it was two of them, right? I have one of my favorite shows on HGTV is Home in a Hundred Days. Do you like Golden Girls? No, I don't like Golden. I'm not that type. Well, I mean, HGTV and Golden Girls like kind of on par, but no, I digress. I digress. No, but, no. Continue, continue. Um, but anyway, there's a uh, show called "A Hundred Days or Less," where mm -hmm. they build your home in a hundred days or less, or you don't. It's something you don't have to play, play, pay closing costs or something. I can't remember. But anyway, they have a whole team building, and some days, sometimes they don't reach that hundred day process. Wow! As skilled as they are. As many homes as they have built, 
as efficient as they are. As much machinery as they have. As much machinery as they have. There are still times when they don't reach that 100-day goal. Man. Man. But these two brought all of their themselves to it. Man. And I'm telling you, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the um, link. YouTube link in the description of the show. Because I want you guys to see how they work together. And they've done this with different types of buildings. And you'll you'll just be amazed at what they were able to do with the raw material that they had. Why? Because they tapped into their intelligence. Like they, they built really an did. entire like uh, plumbing system. Oh yeah, absolutely. From bamboo mm-hmm. to create a pool, a swimming pool, a swimming pool. They even used had a vent, created a ventilation system so that they could cook. Crazy. All raw material. All raw material. And, and I guess the, the key to that is look at what you can do yeah. when yeah. you're using raw material and bringing all of who, all you, of who are. you are. Because here's the thing, going back to the thing that you were just saying about the two of them bringing all who they are, think about this. It required both of them to show up 100% every single day. Absolutely. And that's what they accomplished Absolutely. showing up. And just imagine what you can accomplish if you show up 100% every single day as you. I think that's a perfect place right there to end today's pod, today's episode. If we just show up 100% as ourselves, imagine what we can accomplish. I think that that's good. That's good right there, isn't it? So what do y'all think about the first episode? Write us. Let us know. Make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you are leaving a review. Make sure you're telling your friends, your family, your enemies. Whoever it is, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your wife, your husband, your side piece, whoever it is, you're telling them about our podcast, all right? Mm-hmm. My name is Clifton Pettyjohn. I'm Michael Andrew Weston. Hold on, what was that? Mm-mm. Oh, no, no, you have, uh, you owe four shots or four dollars. Just me, one. But um, I'm Michael Andrew Weston. Thank you so much for watching MDI 2.0. We'll see you next time. Yes, tune in next time because I'm actually going to provoke him so that I can even the score. I'm Michael Andrew Weston, and we'll see you next time on MDI 2.0. <laughs> As I always say, create a great day, walk with purpose, and by all means, embrace your best self. Peace. Well, folks, there you have it. That concludes today's episode of the MDI 2.0 podcast. I know I speak for Michael when I say thank you for listening. If you haven't already subscribed, I encourage you to subscribe through your preferred listening platform if you are a visual person like myself make sure you're subscribed to our youtube channel also make sure you're interacting with us leave us a review leave a comment if you want to reach out and give show ideas you can always reach out to us at info at transformuinstitute.com until next time peace So I know you've heard me talk a lot about working with people in entertainment, and perhaps you don't necessarily work in entertainment. And if you do, you may not need a full overhaul at the moment. However, you may be facing a challenge or working on a project that you could use objective perspective or expertise on. Um, This is why I offer consulting. Here are the areas I can help you in. Branding, 
marketing, creative strategy, spiritual development, identity strategy, style and image, content strategy, entrepreneurship. I would love to work with you to navigate your challenge or to enhance your project. If you want to book a one-time session or inquire about a short-term consulting relationship, you can do both by visiting YourSupernormal.com. Let's get it.